To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50 plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Today, I'm going to be answering two questions from moms. The first one is about struggles at nap times. The second question is from a mom wanting to know how to stop naughty behavior in a positive way. Our first question is from Drew and she writes, Hi, I have an almost two and a half year old who has always had a hard time falling asleep for naps and bedtime. I've taken your toddler sleep class, which has really helped my son at bedtime. We usually have no problem now at bed. However, nap times have been a nightmare. I use the same method at nap time as I do at bedtime and keep my son on a schedule. It has been taking him almost two hours to lay down for his nap and he is very persistent on staying awake. At first, I thought he might be showing me that he's done with naps but that is not the case. In the early evening, he'll start to doze off or have tantrums over anything. My nap time trouble that I'm having is my son continuously gets out of his bed and when that doesn't work, he resorts to hitting, kicking, biting, spitting, pretty much anything aggressive. I've tried to keep interactions with him at a minimum to stay boring, but he can really test me when he starts getting aggressive. What I've been doing is either catching his arms, legs before hitting or kicking me and saying, I will not let you hit, kick me. Hitting, kicking hurts or just walking away, but this doesn't seem to stop these aggressive actions. This is the only time during the day that I've seen my son get really aggressive. It is almost every time at nap time that he resorts to this behavior. How can I help my son and myself have a better nap time routine? Any advice will help. Okay, Drew, well, I'm really glad the toddler sleep class was helpful for bedtime. 
Nap times can be a very challenging time. Getting kids to bed at night can be much easier because that sleep pressure is very strong at bedtime. They're definitely tired and ready for bed. But when it comes to nap time, the sleep pressure is lighter. So this can present a challenge, especially as kids start growing out of needing their naps as much. It does sound like you're in that difficult transition stage where he really could benefit from a nap, but he's just not tired enough to fall asleep easily. But of course, you're also dealing with two separate issues. The first is the napping to getting him staying in his room enough and to settle down and fall asleep. The second issue is the aggression, which is a behavior that you also want to eliminate, of course, but it's the napping triggering this behavior. So let's start with the napping. The truth is we can't make our kids fall asleep. As much as we'd love to get them to fall asleep right away when we put them down, there's just no way to force it. Given that he's staying awake for hours, it really does sound like he's getting close to dropping his naps or that he's ready for them to become more intermittent rather than a daily thing. So what you can implement is a quiet time instead, but with an understanding that he may or may not fall asleep. If he's really tired that day, he will, and if he's not, then he won't. So you will want to continue to do some kind of nap time routine, keeping it the same each day. Sing songs, read books, snuggle, whatever it is you do in whatever order you do it, but keep it the same. Then you would tell him, you need to stay quietly in your room, but you do not have to go to sleep. When quiet time is over, I will come and get you. If you do not stay in your room, quiet time will start over until you stay quietly in your room. Now what you do is start with 20 minutes of quiet time. Have him stay in his room for 20 minutes after you finish the nap time routine. Then go and get him and let him out if he hasn't fallen asleep. 20 minutes is plenty of time for him to settle down for sleep. So if he's not asleep by then, he's just not tired enough. While he is doing his quiet time, he is allowed to look at books, play with a favorite toy, whatever, as long as it's quiet. If he's got blocks to build with, a lobby to snuggle with, or books to look at, he can do any of those things in his room quietly. If you can then stretch out the quiet time over time, try to get it up to 45 minutes. That would be optimal. One Kids just need this downtime, this quiet time without distractions and loud toys and play. Also, it gives you that opportunity and that chance to get a little bit of quiet time to yourself as well. But you don't wanna go any longer than that unless he does fall asleep, of course. Now, I would have a little chat with him before you start implementing this so that he knows what to expect and what this new routine is about. So that he knows you're not expecting him to fall asleep but that you're expecting him to stay quietly in his room. It also takes the pressure off and removes a lot of that frustration and resentment on his part that can go along with feeling like he's being forced to nap. This may actually be enough and probably will be enough to get him to relax enough, one, just to stop the behavior, but even enough to fall asleep on those days when he is tired enough to do so. But you'll have to wait and see how that goes. So hopefully, Taking off this pressure will be enough to eliminate the aggressive behavior and make the issue go away completely. However, if it doesn't, and I know that I say a lot of times that we must address aggressive behavior every time, the issue you're having here, and your son is being very smart, is that he's trying to get attention. He's trying to get a reaction out of you 
and he's mad because he doesn't want to take a nap. So he's pulling out all the stops here to get this attention off of the nap, onto this behavior, and to get you to engage with him rather than ignore him during this napping process. So in this case, you will want to be ready to get him back to his room, but without engaging at all. Don't say a word. Walk him to his room, even if you have to hold his hands as you do so, so that he doesn't hit. Keep your cool. Don't say a word. Just like I talk about for bedtime, if you carry him back 16 times and on time 17, you lose your cool, you just taught him to shoot for 17 times. The behavior was just reinforced. So just guide him back to his room. The 20 minutes starts once he's back in his room. Wait outside the door if you need to, to be ready to guide him right back inside. I know this can be tough when you've got a baby to take care of, but if you get this taken care of quickly and expediently, it will go away quickly. So if you do this for three days, the behavior will be greatly reduced, if not completely gone after those three days. It may dwindle a little bit into five to seven days, but after that, this behavior will be a thing of the past. I recommend to do what you can to go for the 20 minutes, to use this as a starting place. But if it's just too much, then start with 10 or 15 if you need to. If you have to start with 10 minutes on day one, then you can quickly move it up. Day one and two are 10 minutes, day three and four are 12, day five and six are 15 minutes. And soon you're up to the 20 minutes and then 25, etc. Getting it stretched out to the 45 minutes before too long. So implementing quiet time, stretching out the time, hopefully starting at 20 minutes and moving up, but starting at 10 if you need to, taking off that pressure that he needs to fall asleep and allowing him to look at books quietly, snuggle with his lovies, play with a quiet toy, are all the steps to getting this on track. Then if he's tired, the pressure's off, he'll fall asleep. Our next question is from Taylor, who's not sure how to correct negative behavior in a toddler in a positive way. I'll get to answering her question right after a word from our sponsor. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners. Ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. Home Threads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look, and some picture frames for the family photos. Visit homethreads.com parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com parenting parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home threads. Love where you live. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. 
All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. My favorite thing about Armoire is all the different style and occasion options from casual to athleisure to night out, work formal, work casual, a total of eight different occasions, three weather options, and 11 categories, including accessories, outerwear, and blazers, just to name a few. With Armoire, you can always have something new to wear without the hassle and closet clutter. You know the feeling. You open your closet, it's full, but you have quite literally nothing to wear. You're bored with everything in there. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothes for every occasion. Whether you're planning your outfit for date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best dressed person in the room. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off the first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash parenting. That's armoire.style. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash parenting to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Taylor says, Aaron, thank you for all you do. I love your podcast. I have 26-month-old and 3-month-old boys. My toddler has been great with the baby, is good at sharing, not very aggressive, and only throws the occasional toddler tantrum but nothing too out of control or unexpected. What I'm struggling with is how to stop naughty behavior positively. Sometimes I just can't give him my full attention. I'll be nursing or putting baby to sleep or housework and he'll dash around the house causing whatever destruction he can to get my attention. Giggling the whole time. Of course I have to respond because he could hurt himself, like standing on the table. But how do I respond in a way that tells him it's not okay and will stop the behavior from happening again? Thank you in advance, Taylor. I'm really glad you're enjoying the podcast and finding it very helpful. As you know, this behavior is definitely attention-seeking behavior. So we want to work on both sides of the issue. The first side is getting him some more attention that he desires. So I want you to ratchet up to whatever degree possible the positive attention. These are things like giving positive feedback every time he does something that you want to see. If he's playing quietly while you're feeding the baby, comment on it. I see you're playing with your blocks while I'm busy feeding the baby. That's being very helpful. Thank you. You want to give as much positive attention to his behavior as possible. There are several other things you can do. One of those is what we call special time. When baby is napping, after baby goes to bed, this is a great time for some one-on-one playtime. If you can, a special outing once or twice a week with one adult will help him get the attention that he's seeking. It will help him understand that he's a bigger boy, that he gets to have privileges like staying up later or getting special time with one or both parents like going on outings, even if it's to help shop or run errands, and then with a stop together for lunch or a snack added in there, will go a long, long way. Another thing that really helps toddlers cooperate better is using choices as much as possible throughout the day, because this gives him some level and feeling of control in his world, so that when he does just need to go along with what's happening, he's much more likely to do so. So give him choices about as many things as you can. 
what he wears, what he eats for breakfast, which park to go to, you name it. If you can give him a choice, do it. You want to give two to three choices. Things like what order he wants to do things in or where he would like to do them. So these are things like, do you want an apple, a banana, or an orange for breakfast? Then, do you want cereal, toast, or oatmeal for breakfast? Do you want to brush your teeth first or get your shoes on first? Do you want to get dressed in the hallway or in your bedroom? Do you want to go to the slide park or the climbing park? Choices, choices, choices all day long will help him feel in control and also give him some of that extra attention that he's seeking. Another way to increase positive behavior is to engage your child in contribution. This gets your child positively engaged in something that is helpful rather than leaving him to his own devices and then him finding something more negatively attention-seeking to do. So even if it's something that isn't particularly useful, you can still find something for him to do. So if you're doing housework, think of some ways he can help, especially if he's right there with you. He could spray the water from the bottle on the windows while you wipe it, or where you spray the window and he wipes it. If you're doing dishes, you can hand him a plate and he puts it in the dishwasher. Or he can stand up beside you at the sink on a stool and you can have him wipe off the plates or rinse the plates. Again, this may not be completely useful in the task that he's doing, but it is useful in that he's staying out of trouble. So he's saving you the time of having to run around the house to get him out of trouble while you're trying to clean up. He also feels like a big help to you, which makes him feel better and happier and like a contributing member of the family. And he gets a little special one-on-one -on -one time with you also. He gets the attention for doing something that the baby cannot and for doing something positive. All of these techniques, positive feedback, special time, choices, and contribution will all help to give attention to and therefore increase positive behaviors. Once you really get these tools well ingrained into your daily activities, the negative behavior will greatly decrease. However, there will still be times that he's going to do things that are inappropriate or unacceptable. And one of the greatest tools for kids in this age range is 123 Magic. 123 Magic is a tool used to either get a child to start a behavior you want them to start or to get a child to stop an unwanted behavior. So if he's getting up on the table, and I use this all the time with my kids, especially with my youngest twin, he started getting up on the dining room table about this age as well, and this is how I got rid of that behavior. And I did so because standing up on the dining room table is dangerous if he were to fall off onto the floor. He could get really hurt. So this was one of those times I could not ignore the behavior. I needed to get him down right away. When you use one, two, three magic, you want to tell your child first, the behavior you need him to stop and then add by the time I count to three. So you would say, I need you to get down from the table by the time I count to three. Next, you give the consequence of what will happen if he doesn't get down by the time you count to three. So I would say, I need you to get down off the table by the time I count to three or I will have to take you down. Now that may not sound like much of a consequence, but the deal is that at this age, they have a very strong budding sense of autonomy. Kids in this age group want to do as much as possible for and by themselves. So the idea of an adult having to come over and remove them from the table is usually enough of a consequence for them to want to do it for themselves. 
Now, know when you first start using this, expect that he will not comply. He will test you to make sure that you really mean what you say. So he probably will stand up there and giggle and basically just test you. But before long, he will get down on his own. When he does first start to comply, he will wait right till you get to three or just before, and then he'll scramble down. But pretty soon after that, the moment you start counting, he'll start getting down off the table. And then as soon as you just start saying, I need you to get off the table by the time I count to three and start with the consequence, boom, they're down. And shortly after that, they'll usually just stop doing it all together. Now, one of the things you want to remember about this is not to lose your cool. There's a lot of power in getting mom or dad upset. If it's just stated as a matter of fact, then it loses its excitement. Now, the other thing to remember is to count to three slowly. You want to leave three to five seconds between the counts, and you want to start moving during the count so that you're standing right beside him when you get to three and you're ready to take him down. The reason for the slow counting is we want to give our kids a chance to think about their decision, whether they really want to get down, whether they really want to test us. Also, if you count too fast, it greatly increases the chance that you will then be dealing with a tantrum on top of it by the time you get to three and take them down off the table because they feel like they really didn't get a chance to think about it. It just all happened so fast and they're like, wait a minute, what just happened? And then they're mad. So. We want to keep the counting very slow. So when you count with one, two, three magic, this is what it sounds like. I need you to get down off the table by the time I count to three, or I will have to take you down. One, two, three. Then if he's still standing there, you get to take him down. Now the fast counting that a lot of parents will do because they're kind of in a rush or they're in a hurry or they just want their kids to listen right away, this is what I call one of the pitfalls of one, two, three magic. And it renders it ineffective like I've just described. And then in addition to other pitfalls, there's also what we call some little genius tactics. And these are things that kids will try to do to get around a discipline tool. So if you find that you're coming up against resistance, that your child is pushing the boundaries when you're trying to use this tactic so it's not working well, then you're probably either falling into one of the other pitfalls or your child is using one of these little genius tactics. And I cover that in the class on 123magic on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the discipline tools section. Now the last thing I wanna say about the situation is to parse out when the behavior is dangerous and when it's just annoying. If it's just annoying, the best thing to do is just to ignore it because this is attention seeking behavior. If it no longer gets attention, he'll just stop doing it. Now I remember when my oldest was about this age and he used to hit the television set a lot. Now this was a huge flat screen TV and he would just walk up and hit it. Well, of course, my husband and I were stupid about it at first because we gave him attention for it. We'd tell him not to do that. We'd tell him to stop hitting the TV. So then it was just a challenge for him and it was funny because he would walk up to the TV, he'd give us that look like he's challenging us and laugh and then hit the TV. So pretty soon I just started ignoring the behavior altogether. It was a large television set. It wasn't going to fall off and it wasn't going to break. So I knew I just had to ignore it. Not only did I ignore it altogether, I would literally turn around and just walk out of the room. 
what fun is it to stand there and hit the TV trying to challenge your mom to stop you or get upset with you if she's not even in the room anymore? So before long, he just stopped doing it altogether. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, you can send it to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.